I hate you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Welcome, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn, on, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't mean to say turn on the lights. Don't get in bed, turn on the lights. And then tur- You could turn on the lights and turn out the lights. Sometimes it's darker then, you know, because your eyes are still adjusting. Then play, press play. Turn on the lights. Well, no, leave the lights on and press play sometimes if you need them. But turn on the lights, press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place. As I like to say occasionally, I like to pat it, r- rub it, and... Uh, I don't know, pat it, something, rub it down, own a safe place, you know, so you see him smoothing out a safe place for you here, where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, overthinking, you know, just general, you know, anything with the brain, you know, thoughts, let's just say thoughts, let's not overthink it, let's say thoughts. Maybe could I simplify? Can I complicate this intro by simplifying it? So whatever's keeping you awake, I want to take your mind off that. Whether it's thoughts, feelings, uh, physical feelings, or emotions, uh, like uh, or something in between all of those things, it could be something you know, it could be uh, noises inside, you know, stomach, stomach growling. So that's also a sensation. Could be a person to delay list, you know, poor list making, snoring partners, travel, change in routine, seasonal changes. That's what we're in the midst, midst of now. Uh, but whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off it. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. For those of you on second shift or third shift, you know, I'll be sending across the figurative deep dark night. Hopefully you've got some good curtains or a sleep mask uh, so that, you know, that would help with the metaphor. But uh, either, either, you know, cover pillows over your head, whatever it is, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, like... Word, word dribbles, dribbling words, dribbling right out of my mouth, pooling in my mouth. Then I'm trying to contain them or, you know, contain their exit from my mouth. But sometimes they dribble. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, spontaneous invention. So this time I'll talk about it. Like I did try to come up with a word bib about 40 episodes ago or so to catch my word dribbles. That did not catch on for some reason. Like, uh, they think, like, there's this place called Sand Hill Road down in Palo Alto. And that used to, I don't know if it still has the reputation for being a place where you go for investments. But I've acquired a Sand Hill Road uh, reputation where it's called not being welcome. And with the word bib, I was just trying to shout out about it. Like I would go in one of those corporate parks and I, I, I thought this was good. You know, I said, well, I'm looking for some advantage because I tried that one, looking for investors. But they have those gatekeepers, you know, because these are companies. So that, did, you know, that backfired. They said, well, what are you calling? I said, a word bib. 
And they said, have you tried a children's... And I said, this is for adults, for adults that spill their word, the dribble. Do you dribble any words? Uh, sentence fragments? Do you ever have any sentence fragments fall right out of your mouth and it's uh, all over your clothes? So then I tried going to the corporate parks there myself and saying, hear ye, hear ye. Here's probably a better idea. Don't wear a sandwich board like... Uh, the second time I did not wear a sandwich, because then they know, you know, right away. If you have a sandwich board, usually I don't want to, like, uh, rail against sandwich board wearers. But for the most part, the, 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 that's like a wacko alarm. They go right for you. Um, a sandwich board, I don't even know why it's called a sandwich board either. I would assume because people would sell sandwiches with the board. Uh, but it's like a poster board with uh, like some sort of foam core. I think that's what they call it nowadays. Give me a, you know, one of those foam cores. And that's what I said at the store. And then I said, you know, I need this with some shoulder straps. And they said, you're doing a sandwich board. What you, is this your Halloween costume? I said, no, no, no. This is for a pitch, a new pitch I'm working on for word bibs. And this person, I don't know if, I think this, I don't think this is, this was, was it, what store was it? I can't remember what store this was. Oh, yeah, uh, sandwich boards galore. And a foam cord. Anyway, not important, but I said, yeah, I'm going to, like, here's how, here's how I do my pitches. I'd pitch it on the podcast to people that are asleep with, the, the, you know, the uh, unrealistic expectation that Chris Saka or someone, with someone, you know, that would just give me the money, less intense. I don't need to answer any questions about it. You know, that they would just say, okay, word bibs, holy moly. You see, you know, the, the, that market, that's an untapped market. And, or the date mo, date moi, any of the other ideas that I've, that I, I guess, uh, me, maybe I should come up with a mediocrity steeper. They say, well, tea's popular. You know, I have a few different tea steepers. And, I've, you know, the, that's usually what they say. Your ideas are steeped in mediocrity. Orig original but mediocre. That's the Sandhill. Like, because they also, that was nice of them. They gave me a report card. There was just one company. And I forget the woman's name who ran that fund. But she was nice enough to give me a report card. Because this was my second time when I said, hear ye, hear ye. Uh, but I didn't say it like that. I had a you know bullhorn, and I, you know then I talked about the word bib. That was my pitch. Oh, but here's a pitch for you because you're really, you're here for a sleep podcast. It'll be pointless meanders. That was one of them. Uh, adventures steeped in mediocrity and you know mundane. You'd say, well, what kind of what kind of adventure did Scooter have in his 14 minute intro this week? Well, he stood outside a. a I can't remember if he was talking about his Halloween costume or I think he was talking about a sandwich board. He didn't say what he wrote on it. Uh, I forgot. To, by the way, I forgot to have anything written on the sandwich board. That was another sign that I was, you know, they, they got rid of me fast. Except for the freaking high school kids, they wrote on the back of the sandwich board um, stuff about me, but I couldn't see it because it was on the back of the sandwich board. But yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really an adventure. He just went to an office park and tried to get a sell word bibs. And, uh, and they say, some people would say, why don't you kickstart that or go fund it or whatever? And I'd say, no, it's too much. I'm looking for someone to take the idea 
it went, full, you know, at like 60% ownership, 60 to 70 to 90% of the dough money. But, you know, that's it. I'm just giving the ideas out. I, actually, I'd like a word bib, like uh, mediocrity steeper. I don't need that. Like I could say, I could, you could, you could pay me for it, the idea. Uh, but I'm actually trying to, un you know, I'm trying to like twist the meat. You know, I've steeped enough in that. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, you know, take de de steep. I've been ste over steeped. You know, I'm leaching tannins or whatever uh, tea based humor you could think of. And it was, I thought I was talking to the audience and I got so that's example of a pointless meander. Uh, take your mind off stuff. Let, let me posit this while you were picturing me down on Sand Hill Road at the office parks and the, the CEO of the great, I think it was called the, uh, I don't know, I think it was the Eagle Fund. They gave me a report card. That was nice of them. And I think if the intention, I don't know if they were laughing, you know, after they gave it to me. So if, the, if they were laughing, wasn't nice. But if the intention was, uh, what is that called? The good kind of criticism, constructive criticism, um, probably might be helped. You know, it might might have been a kind report card, um, or it could have just been, you know, two. You know, it could have been one of those misguided ones where now I just keep trying to pitch new ideas. Once I, the mediocrity steeper does not seem like it's worth, uh, you know, that much of a hassle. But you know, the next idea after that, since word bibs hasn't taken off. You know, maybe they'll want to invest in Gingerbread Press. My publishing might get to be... And they said, well, why don't you just do an imprint scooter? And I said, well, maybe. I said, I don't know what that is, but you should maybe not. I said, that sounds... I don't know. And maybe actually, believe it or not, creative brain. I'm in the middle of a podcast intro that I... But it, while I was talking about all that, hey, hey listener, sorry, I'm back. Uh, by the way, welcome. This is your first few times here. This is a pretty strong dose of the podcast, uh, but, but have you been thinking about any of the stuff that's been keeping you awake? Because that's the purpose of the show. So the way the show works, usually we have, you know, the first uh, four or five, six minutes, you know, we set up, we do the credits, we do the one thing that's sponsoring the show. Usually I like to recommend something. Uh, then we have an intro, 12 minutes. All this will be time-stamped. A lot of people love the intro. You don't need to love the intro because it's time-stamped, so you could skip it. But the intro is about 12 minutes of this kind of uh, meandering, misguided metaphoring of the podcast. It you kind of ease you into the old uh, sleep. Don't sleep in a bathtub, but don't. This is a metaphor. But a sleepy ba the sleepy bath of this podcast what about self-purifying bath water? How, oh, that's called a hot tub. Sorry, I am. Um, said that was that was good. That that was maybe that was from the report card. Maybe I've got like a constructive criticism brain going. But so podcast meant to take your mind off stuff. Then we'll go into an episode here. We'll have a guest on, and they'll kind of talk about some stuff for forty, fifty minutes. Uh, then we'll close out with some thank yous. And there's there's different timestamps in the show. So so if you're new here, just give the show a few couple couple few tries. Um, see if it helps you out. You're under no pressure to fall asleep. You're under no pressure to listen. And there's also no right or wrong way to use the podcast. That's why I'm talking about the timestamps this particular week. Because uh, some people they get woken up towards the end, so they'll set their sleep timer for. You'll, they'll look where the thank yous start, and they'll just set their sleep timer to end right before the thank yous start. 
or just set your sleep timer for whatever, 55 minutes or so. Uh, some people want to, some people don't like the intros, so they'll just start straight at the story. But some people, I guess there's a few people out there that don't like the intros is, is not a traditional podcasting intro. It's a sleep, it's, it's also, it's a, it's got some sleep methodology in there. Uh, so I don't want anybody, like, you don't have to listen to the intro, but I've heard some people saying, oh, it's, it's like a 14 minute infomercial or something like that. And it's, it's just not, it's like a, like a meandering. It's a micro, I don't know what it is. I don't, I, 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 but I always try to explain it. 460 something episodes. I'm still trying to explain what the podcast is and what the intro is. Well, you know, you'll miss out on, you know, Sam, the Sandwich Board Adventures. Maybe that'll be a book by Gingerbread Press, uh, Sam, the Sandwich Board Adventurer. Sandwich Board Adventures, Sandwich Board Adventurer. And then it would be funny if I'm, because I'm trying to get venture capital, you know, a boom. So that's about it. Like, if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. Like I said, give it a few tries. But podcast episodes an hour, so just kick back and and drift off. Uh, ideally, like my voice will just slowly, you know, more like I'll go from making no sense to very little sense to you'll wake up, your alarm will go off at the tomorrow. Uh, but I've been there, lying in the deep dark night. That's why I make the show. So let me tell you, I'm really glad you're here, and I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. Hey, so I'm here. Welcome to another episode of Sleep With Me. Uh, I don't know where I'm like, but I'm here with my neighbor, Ray. So, this is, like, if, you, if you've, you haven't listened to a lot of episodes, I have this neighbor, Ray Perkins, who is an older adult. I don't know, again, Ray's age. I would guess, uh, like, he's in here, so he can't really guess someone's age. It's uncomfortable. Somewhere between 55 and... A hundred, I don't know. I don't think he's a hundred. Ray, are you a hundred? No, he's shaking his head. Uh, but to say Ray is an optimist, to say Ray is charming, those would be true. Ray is the most, uh, I like to call him the most well-adjusted person I know. But that wouldn't be saying much, but probably maybe even for the most part. I mean, Ray, you know, Ray's a human, so you got, you know, Ray's got some things going, but... uh Really nice, friendly guy. And one of the things when Ray comes on the show, for the most part, is because Ray loves theme parks, uh, particularly Disney parks like Disney World and Disneyland. But I think tonight, ideally, I never know. You know, I can't control Ray because he's my neighbor. But we'll talk about a different, another theme park tonight, uh, hopefully. Right, Ray? So, like, uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to my neighbor, Ray. Oh, hello, 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 everybody. This is your neighbor, Ray, your friend, Ray. And it is so good to be back here in your ears, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. I'm your friend, Ray. I'm Ray Perkins, by the way. Pleasure to meet you if you're new here. I don't know how many new people are here. Now, Scooter is, uh, I, I like to call him Little Andy. Sometimes I call him the pod boy, our little pod boy, little Andy. Uh, but I've been his neighbor now for, for, for quite some time, and uh, I have a great affinity for this young man. And then he became the pod boy when he started this podcast. Of course, he didn't tell me about it right away. But, you know, I have a keen eye for these things. So I say, because he was always, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, 
you should pat yourselves on the back because you really have affected this young man. I mean, because he used to come home, you know, in various states of d- disarray, we'll say in a pol- polite way, with disarray. It's, uh, my name is Ray. But what, even when he wasn't in disarray, he was a little bit of a, a little bit of a grouch would be an understatement. And he would like to he would pretend one of his best moves. Like, he has a lot of moves to avoid talking to people like me. He, he, the fake phone call, like, uh, he'll see me, and then he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, anyway, and then he would try to turn away and just give me a wave, but many times, you know, I knew he was not on the phone. He'll do the, uh, he'll see me out of the corner of his eye, then do a stop pocket check, I forgot something somewhere. That's another move he uses to avoid talking, uh, acting like he's interested in something either on his phone or where he's out of my eye line. So he'll pretend like he's looking at a bird and just walk right by me. And I know it's, you know, it's just the pod boy. I, I wish he would love the world as I see the world with love. And your friend raised no Pollyanna. I know the world's not a, it's a, it's, a, it's a place with rough and sharp edges, but I like to view it uh, with an excitement and a palpable. But but I got to tell you, speaking of excitement, oh, oh, my friends! By the way, it's so good to be back in your ears. Thank you for having me in your ears. Uh, this is your friend Ray, and it is good to see, good to be talking with you again. I'm just so happy to be back here. But speaking of delightful was this summer that I spent with this young man, Pot Boy, and his family that he said, leave him, leave them out of it as much as I can with the talking. Uh, but this summer we went down to Orlando, Florida, and we spent some time down there. And I talked about it a few months ago, about all the hotels, because one thing the Pot Boy loves to do is save money. And he loves to figure out the deals. So we talked about that a few episodes ago, how we had to change hotels almost every night to save money. But also the poor pot boy, he thought that would be exciting. And it was, there was some, some fun things about it, but it was, uh, I think he even realized the time you want a hotel room when you're on vacation. I mean, think about it, any vacation, whether you're with a family and you want, you have a young one, or whether you're with a, like a romantic partner, or whether you're even flying alone, you're really the nicest time to have a hotel room is when you're supposed to be not in there between 11 and 5 p.m., especially in Orlando in the summer because you could take a nap, you could get cool, you could, you know, if you, if you could make some sweet, not with the pad boy, but, but, you know, you could make some sweet nothing, if you know what I'm saying. You know, you could take a shower, before, you know, or you could combine, don't combine a nap in a shower, but you, the other, you know, all nice things you could do. Anyway, I, I, but so the pot boy and I, he said that the listeners are really looking forward to hearing about Harry Potter land. And he said, Ray, you got to, and I said, but we went to the water parks. Shouldn't we talk about the water parks? And he said, no, skip the water parks, and next time we'll record, we'll talk about the water parks. I think he also likes how I say water park. So he said, Ray, mention the water parks, but don't. So I think this was a cheap one for him to get me to say water park. 
Oh, so we had this time. So let me think about how did we get to the Harry Potter land. And let me set the stage for all of that. I remember we took an Uber. Because we were, of course, uh, spoiler alert, we were changing hotels. And now this is when you when you're working with the pot boy that you have an adventure. Like the adventure is good because we were staying at a hotel near the Universal where the, where the Harry Potter Land is. And this would be a pro am tip for you that I learned from Scooter. So Scooter, so the, the Universal they have their own hotels. And now they have more than a few hotels, but the, the the three there's three of the hotels that cost a little bit more money. And what Scooter did was he found out that if you stay at those whole three one of those three hotels, you get uh, to go to the front of the line the day of check-in and the day of checkout. But Scooter also said these hotels they obviously cost more money, so Scooter ran all these sort of friggin. Crazed searches trying to find the one day in two weeks that was the cheapest rate in one of those three hotels. Uh, then he figured out if you get some sort of pass, you get another 30% off of the room. So he got a room for one night at this this nice hotel, but at this lowest rate he could possibly find. It was still, uh, you know, Scooter doesn't like to pay over $150 for a hotel room. And that's out the door. And let me tell you, if you run a hotel, don't don't ask Scooter about paying paying for parking or a resort fee because he, you know, you could consider the reservation canceled. So I think this was right around that that he he had found a way to get it down around that price, and then he was already worried like about the resort fee and the parking. You know, because it is a bit like buying a car. You say, well, how much is the room? And then they say, well, we got to. It's 150 plus the taxes, and Scooter said, no, 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 it's either 150 or get hit the road. But he had already dealt with all these things before. So we had staying at this hotel, but Scooter, you know, he gets he gets uh, intense, and then the, we, we had gone over there. And I'm, not, I'm wondering if the—I don't think the hotel room was ready. It was not because Scooter had work to do. So we went over to the hotel, we checked into the hotel, we got the passes so we could go to the front of the line. And we were with his little one and her mother, and we we all got our passes, and then we uh, took a I believe we took a boat. Uh, Scooter's not in the room. But they have a little water, oh yes, because Scooter talked about this on the show. So they have a little water taxi that goes from the hotel to the Universal Park. Now, it doesn't actually go to the park. It goes to, like, where they have the club, like, the restaurants and the nightclubs and those things. But it goes close there. And and, uh, and that was the first. And, and this is good for me because it, it starts to get me in the theme park zone. Now I'm not walking or taking an Uber, a bus, or a car. I'm in, I'm, in a, I'm in a little boat so I can say, oh, boy, Ray, here we are. We're shipping off to another world. Uh, but so we 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 got in the water taxi, and one observation that was made was that the water was a strange color blue. And now Scooter refused to ask the boat captain, "Is it because the water is the water colored this strange color blue green? I would say, or is it uh, is it uh, the 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 bottom of the water? You know, because it's a man made. Uh, these were canal like things." 
Oh boy, we were having a time on this uh, this this boat ride. And you go down a little canal, and you pass a couple. Of, I think you pass one of the hotel, and then you pull in, and and it was I, I believe it was like a, in the morning, like ten eleven in the morning, we will say. And then we went into the park, and it was already pretty busy at this Universal Park. It was very, uh, very busy. Uh, what can I tell you? And then Scooter, he also has an application that he would pay for that tells you what rides to go on in what order and uh, what, what the wait times are. But when you're with a little one, she says, she's not a little one, by the way. She's a young lady. She's nine years old. But when they say, oh, there's the grill ride. Can we go on the grill ride? I said, well, it's a, that, that's not what you do. When you go in, you don't go on the first ride. But then any child said, well, I'm here at the park to go on a ride. And it was very hot, as I said, it was very hot. So then we went into the groove ride, and you're supposed to go to the front of the line, but this is very busy. So this was a bit of a buzzkill. Even, even Ray, I'll admit it, like we got into this line, and it's heat, and it's waiting, and we're saying, what are we waiting for if we have these passes here? And then you feel guilty because the line was, I think the regular line was 120 minutes, two, two hours to wait in this line uh, to go see Gru. And and, uh, and it was one of those, uh, what are those called? Uh, it was a theater where you watch a 3D movie in chairs that kind of move, but they they just, they don't move. Uh, they have motion. They do not, they do not move. And, you know, the lovely Steve, this was the Despicable Me ride, and you have the lovely Steve Carell, I believe. He plays Gru. And there was it was good theming on the inside and lots of funny jokes. And then, we you know, the minions are very cute. Kevin is my favorite minion, in case you're keeping score. And Kevin, I think, is the most, uh, Kevin may be the only named minion, or at least the one, only one I know about. But so we waited, and then we went on that ride, and uh, it was an exciting ride, very good. Uh, I think uh, I just remember going through a factory or something. But then what was a little bonus afterwards, you know, all these rides, they go into the gift shop, just like a Banksy exit through the gift shop, they say. That was the Banksy movie. But we we exited before we got to the gift shop in the exit mini cham- middle chamber, uh, there was a dance party with uh, with minions, and then even Scooter was was ready to dance with the minions. And then, unfortunately, when we got there, it was time for the break. But we, you know, it was fun to see minions dancing. Uh, so we did that, and it looks from the outside, it looks like Gru's house, which was cool. Now, after this, I get a little mixed up. Like, I believe what we have, like, uh, this, the other big rides. Now, we, we are there with a nine-year-old, remember? So this was when things got difficult because there was a, there's a, a Transformers ride. And I think that is probably the next ride we went on. Uh, we may have, I'm trying to think, Ray, what did we go on next? It was either, I believe it was a Transformers ride. Now, with Transformers, they're a little bit bigger and louder. And even for a nine-year-old, they're a little intimidating. And so we went on that ride. And that line was not very bad. And that ride is uh, was one of these kind of rides. 
that I think Universal specializes in, which you kind of learn, which is you're in a car, and the car is moving, but there's also three-dimensional movie screens that your car and physical sets that your car moves in between. So kind of like a hybrid between a uh, roller coaster ride and a, just a three-dimensional movie. And this was very well done. It was, it was, uh, but it was a little intimidating for the young one. Not, ta- not, not anything, you know, but she said, oh, well, I don't know about that ride. And let's see, but I think Bumblebee was in the ride. Optimus Prime. Uh, Starscream, Star Screecher. Mega, mega, mega brain. There was some sort of thing that sucked stuff. I think that was called scavenger, scounger, some such thing. And your job is to rescue the blue spark. And as far as getting out, Ray, I, I even like to judge these cues. You know, I like to get into the zone. And this one, the universal cues, the waiting in line, that's what it's called. Uh, they're just all right. Now, Disney, I think the Disney people have gotten, I'm sure it's internal debate about what you're going to spend your money on. But they still have an upper hand there. But I don't think Disney has very many, or if any of these rides like this. Universal may have too many, in my opinion, but they, they, they're, they're quite exciting. Uh, but that one, it tried to get you in the zone. There was buttons you could push. They didn't do anything. And then there was TVs with cameras because you're waiting. And I think the yeah, bad Transformers had taken over New York City. But the, the ride itself was very, very good, very good, uh, very loud. This is a loud place, this Universal. Also, at some point, this is when Scooter would go off the rails with the soda because he bought one of the unlimited soda cups at some point not long after this. And then he would never be the same. But so we went on the Transformers ride. Now, if my memory, this is only if my memory serves me, but the next ride we went on was the Mummy ride. And this one was even tougher on the young one because this one is a roller coaster indoors but also i mean very impressive all oh, my friends like this one it is a roller coaster but with kind of like moments like a little bit like indiana jones in the disney or pirates of the Caribbean. not so much like pirates of the caribbean uh, but there are parts like that where you're like am i on a roller coaster or a car or boat uh but just a little bit too much uh you know again very loud and it goes upside down, which I don't think the little one liked. And if you don't like going upside down, uh, but, 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 oh boy, Ray, Ray liked that ride. Uh, I liked it a lot. That was a good ride. Now, another thing, this, these parks here at Universal, you got to remember, is that these parks, uh, that you can't really bring any things on the ride uh, because it's, the rides go so fast. So you always have to put things into a locker. Uh, outside of the ride so the ride the ride is normally free the lockers are free but if you have a bag or a backpack it can get irritating because you constantly have to stop and put everything in this locker so but but, but they make it pretty convenient it's just it's just one extra thing you got to get used to doing that ray was not used to doing now not like i'm an old man with the fanny pack uh or a sling but i like to have things you know to, to charge my phone 
And with you, when you're with a young one, you like to have a bag so you could get, you know, make sure all the needs are met. So after this, it was a little bit hard because we lost the trust of the young one because he said, well, I don't know if I like these rides anymore. I won't be going on the mummy of Transformers ever again. So we said, okay, okay, that's, that's our bad. So then we went, uh, we said, well, there's a little E.T. ride. That should be easy on you. So we went over on E.T., which is an older ride where you ride on a bicycle. Scooter dropped his water bottle on somebody's feet, and then he didn't know what to do. So that was awkward because he had a giant uh, metal water bottle, a humongous water bottle. So this was early in the trip before he became a soda soda lunatic. And then he said, well, what do I need water for when I could just drink soda? So that was embarrassing, and Scooter was very stressed. But the E.T. ride is very pleasant. It's very strange, beyond strange, this ride. If you have done any sort of hallucinogens, you may have written this ride. Or you, if you've ridden it, it'll be... We've gone through Scooter and I and his brother... And we tried to plot it out, and it, no offense to Steven Spielberg, a genius, a genius, but uh, a strange ride, very Disney-like of the Disney, they call them the dark rides, where you just ride through and you see things and they sing. And But I said, what is this with the singing with the little ETs? The, the little ETs, why are they singing? And they, because I think we had gone to save the planet, uh, so it was just, it did, I said, there's no singing in E.T. as far as I know. Does it, did E.T. ever sing? Where the uh, Reese's Pieces? Uh, but you do ride a bike, and then E.T. says your name at the end, and that's some older technology, but it's in, then E.T. doesn't always get it correct. I think he called uh, the young one Sabaha, Sababa, some, some such thing. He said, thank you, Ray. Like, it's more robotic than that. But it did sound like E.T. at the same time. But E.T. sounds a bit like a robot. Now, of all the things, that that ride does have a pretty good cue because you're indoors, but you're in a forest. So, uh, but there's usually not a wait for that ride anyway, which is nice. Then we didn't have to wait. Now, I believe after this we went to see an animal show, though don't quote me, but I I believe we went to see like a performing animal show. Scooter does not like those things. Scooter, you know, Scooter can't sit still and, you know, he doesn't really like to laugh. And But it was one of those, you know, cute little animal shows with a lot of trained animals, very talented animals at this park. You know, they had dogs. They they had cats that performed. I didn't. I I couldn't believe my eyes. Many cats performing, and there was cats performing with birds. I mean, not exactly together, but on the same stage. And of course, you got otters. I mean, give me an otter show. I love the otters, and I think they may even had a seal. I don't know what the star of the show is. Usually it's like a bird, like a two, like a, some birds and dogs are the stars of those type shows. A pig, they had a couple pigs that were funny. And then they had audience participation, which is always nice. And uh, the, But then there was also advertisements, which I said, what is this? There was an advertisement for a movie in the middle of the show. 
and I realized it's a brand thing and all of that, but I said, well, I'm not here to watch a freaking three-minute trail of a movie uh, that, I, that I went and saw with Scooter later, and I did not enjoy Scooter, did not like that movie either. Uh, and it's a little bit of a tie-in. Uh, but we went that now after that, and after the animal show, we went into Springfield from the movie Simpsons. They have a Springfield set up here. Now, at first, this was very hard on Scooter because right on the water, they have a bar where they served off beer. And so that was very hard on Scooter. I mean, he he, uh, he was in that, you know, he had to, he, he had to be keep it constantly distracted and constantly drinking soda because he cannot drink the alcohol. But not as hard as not as hard. He didn't really get bummed out. But he, you know, he, and they also have Moe's Bar, so that was hard going in there. But Scooter just ran through there. He, he but then he had to, he did get in an argument in there. But, but we'll get to that. Not a big one. Uh, but so we went on a little ride where you the the aliens from Simpsons they have a little ride, and the aliens tell jokes and you kind of spin around. Uh, like on uh, like arms, like in little UFOs, and the little one in Scooter and I went on that. Now at this point, my friends, it was brutally, brutally hot there. So it was very oh boy, was it hot. And then uh, we uh, we went uh, we had lunch, and that was horrible. Uh, Scooter was that's when Scooter got in an argument. Uh, be, just because it was so busy and hot, and it, w- w- of all, most of this park is very, very well run, but the Simpsons—they have all these different places to eat from the show, and it's very popular. And so they try to like uh, to show you to your seat, and you're waiting in a long line, and it's just awkward because it's like your cafeteria style. So a lot of people aren't used to, you know, just people, people can be really human beings sometimes, especially at these parks and the standing or the bumping. And you say, I got a tray full of soda here. Why are you bumping into me? Or, you know, the kids are in different stages of meltdown or unsupervised running into my legs so that was tough, but when we did get the food, it was, it was, I don't think of any, anyway, it was fun because you could order different things from the show. And this is when Scooter made his soda purchase of unbelievably, unrefer- always fillable soda. And immediately he was wondering where he could, like he drank his soda before he ate his food. And then he said, I need a refill. And there wasn't a refill machine, and it was so busy. So he said to the one of the workers, where can I get my soda refilled? They said, go into Moe's bar and tell the bartender. And Scooter made the sound, you know, because he didn't want to do that. But then he went in, and this was like a regular bar, uh, Moe's bar, and a Moe's tavern, whatever it is. And regular bartenders, they don't want to refill sodas that they're not going to get a tip on. So him and Scooter, they had a little bit of a thing because Scooter said, I need a refill on my soda. And they said, well, I'm going to have to charge you. And then I believe Scooter said, well, you could talk to, no, you know. And they said, well, that's not our policy. And then I think Scooter said, well, you know. And then they said, so, but soda got filled up and Scooter was watching. So they didn't do anything to his soda. Luckily, I think that, you know, kept Scoot out of Moe's bar forever. I mean, and also he said, you know, hopefully I don't, you know, 
So then we finished uh, eating there. Then we went on the Simpsons ride, which is a very fun ride. Holy moly. It used to be the Back to the Future ride. And then it became uh, the Simpsons ride. And it's it's an older ride, so the, the graphics are a little bit older. And it's a giant motion projector. So you sit in a car, and then it's a big projection on the screen, a huge screen. Uh, but very, very funny, very fun ride. Oh, what a fun ride. And very funny Simpsons jokes while you're waiting in line. And Sideshow Bob, and, you know, everybody's favorite uh, protagonist, uh, antagonist from Simpsons and Homer. And there was smells, and it was good. good we, I don't know how many times we've been on that ride, but then we had won the young one back because now she had had E.T. and then the Simpsons ride and a little spinning ride. So, And we may have gone on that thing twice in a row. And then we went on uh, Men in Black, which is a ride where you go, and uh, that was very much like a typical Disney ride where you're shooting at the aliens from Men in Black. Uh, like a like a shooting arcade back in the old days, or an arcade game, a video game, console game, I believe we would call it now. But you're in a car, it's a dark ride, as they call it, when you're driving around a metropolis, whichever, I don't know if it was New York City or Los Angeles. I guess it was New York City because they had the... Uh, uh, flushing meta, but anyway, you go through and you're supposed to save the day and you're keeping score. And Scooter and his daughter are very competitive people, so then they were trying. Now Scooter, he won every time. He he's very good at uh, uh, uh pretending to shoot aliens. Uh, so aliens out there, don't bother Scooter. And that ride is fun because you have uh. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and Rip Torn, the voice of Rip Torn is always nice to hear. And so we went on that ride, and then, my friends, it was time to walk over towards Harry Potter land. Now, there's two Harry Potter lands in this park. Oh, I should say the Universal, because there's two Universal parks, Universal Studios, which is the park we were in, and then, uh, Mons uh, what is it called, uh, Islands of Adventure which is next door. And so in uh, Universal Studios, they have London, Harry Potter, London. And then the uh, Universal Adventure, they have uh, uh, Hogwarts. Uh, but you can buy a ticket and you can take a train, the Hogwarts Express, of course, between the two places. But they also have the exterior of London. So we walked over there. They have the night bus. The night, night, and my friends, I haven't read any of these Harry Potter books or movies. But this little one, she was so excited. It was a joy. So she said, couldn't believe that the night bus was there. And then we met the night bus driver, and he was very funny. And pictures were taken with the night bus driver. And it's a London waterfront. And so many details. There's this giant fountain and these giant lamp posts with the sort of carvings and decorations and things. Uh, there's a red phone booth, which you could call and find out secrets about the night bus and things. That was fun. Oh, there's a night bus even had like an animatronic uh, little thing on the bus. I was talking to the night bus driver. That was funny. 
and I think it was even inactive. Like the audio animatronic thing must have had a camera somewhere so they could make fun of, like, uh, talk to the people. So that was very nice. You can't go on the night bus, but you could look at it and take your picture there. And then you go in the phone booth and also outside. I don't know the I think Dobby's the name of the character or something. But you yell up to a window because there's these like London brownstone type buildings. And then I don't know if it's Charing Cross Station or what. Uh, That's the exterior to go into London. So you can't even see into this Harry Potter land. It's very cool. Uh, but she called up to Dobby or Snobby or something, and then it opens the windows and it looks out at you. And everyone was delighted, and then she was a little afraid to knock on a door. Then we knocked on the door, but nothing happened. Scooter at this point needed to go get soda two more times, run to machines to get soda. And then, believe it or not, Scooter, at some point, Scooter had to go back to the hotel to uh, to, to work on the podcast, which uh, we, we, we'll get to here. But we'll get into little Harry Potter. So we then we made our way. Now, I was waiting to hear. I'd heard there was some sort of walking through a wall delusion. So I was thinking it was there. But I think you just walk around some corners. And then you come out, and it is so impressive. My friends, this place is, uh, you you do gasp. Literally, you gasp when you walk in here. Like, because you're already in this manufactured theme park world, but then you go through here, and your senses are cut off, and you're in this uh, uh, Harry, Potter, Harry Potter version of London, as they say. That was my, my oh, my friends, that was my little Harry Potter but you see, you see this uh, Gringotts Bank with this giant uh, lizard on top of it, and there's just shops. It is so detailed, my friends. At one point, we will go through the details because I'm just going to give you a little overview here. But you look down, and up the up the street is the Gringotts Bank. Then the Weasley shop is right there. And I couldn't even believe just the one shop. It's like a three-story shop. There's like a giant uh, three-story figure uh, coming through the roof and tipping its hat or some such thing. And every window is decorated and they have jokes and different like things you could purchase or imaginary things from the movie. And, oh, the kids, as soon as they see it, they're shaking. Holy, and they go in. She went into the Weasley shop and shopping around. And then there's a couple of the shops near Weasley's. I don't know what, what else. The, I mean, I see there was shops for everything. You just, just like the movie. I mean, you're pretending you're shopping for your cauldrons and your broomsticks and your robes. I think there might have been a robe shop. And then across the street from the Weasleys was a restaurant we would eventually eat at. I don't know if it's three broomsticks or the other one. Uh, but also to the right is another area, which we did not go in this time, but I think where you could get some butterbeer. You could get that's where they have the shows, and it's nicely over, covered over. There's like enclosed train tracks running above you. 
And I don't even know if there's a real train in there, but every once in a while you'd hear train sounds. So that was very impressive, too. I'd say, well, hello, like uh, like, like you could hear a train coming. But I, I said to myself, is that a real train or just a train sound? I don't know, my friends. Uh, but then you could walk down the street and there's there's just different things from the movies. You could, you, and like Scooter had said, you could just spend so much money, like, uh, but in a joyful way, it's like spilling out of you. Now, of course, his little one wanted to go to the wizard, the wand shop, and I guess they have a wand shop show. So we, she wanted to get her main, her mom. Hermione Granger's uh, wand, Hermione, Hermione Granger. And first we went in the shop, but then Scooter actually asked a question to someone standing. He said, where's the shop? Where? And she said, if you come right in here, you're just in time for the the wand show. And then you go in and you're immersed in a world, my friends, where you're pretending you're in the back of the wand shop and you're having a consultation and all the people that are working there, very even the ones that aren't characters, are characters, and they're really helping you get ready for the show. So she was kind of like, there's all these wand uh, things, and there's magical things for you to look at, little uh, animatronic things. I think there was like one where wand accidentally, like there was brooms cleaning a room out of control, but you can't quote me on that. But then you go into a room where you meet with a woman. I think the wand, the 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 queen of the wands, or some such thing. I'm sorry, but like the she's in charge of the wands. And now every kid can't do this, so it's a little bit disappointing. But at the same time, it's magical. They pick one child. I don't know if it's at random. But she picked a young man, and she said, come over here, what's your name? And then the, the a wand chooses, she tries to pick out the perfect wand for the boy. And there's all sorts of magic happening in this room. Like, it's literally like you're meeting in a wand consulting room. I've never been in one of these things, but it was exciting. And so you're meeting, and you're finding out, and, and the boy, you know, they have a couple fake-outs, and then they say, well, this is the wand for you, young man. It's got, you know, a little bit of ash and, you know, the tail of, a, you know, what a bezel bub or some such thing in there. And, you know, they save the day, and then everyone claps and cheers, and the kids are a little bit sad they didn't get picked, but what are you going to do? Uh, then we bought Hermione Granger. We I almost did another London. Uh, we bought Hermione Granger's wand, and they give you a map, and they have all sorts of interactive things all around the park there for you to interact with. So you can so you do the wing uh, wand in front of a window, and then a certain thing happens and it reveals, and it's all so much fun. Oh boy. Now, also, like I said, my friends, on top of this building is this uh, lizard. I think I can't remember what it's called. It's from one of the movies. Uh, and it breathes fire, like literally breathes fire every certain number of minutes. Uh, it does like this thing, and it sounds like it's going to sneeze, and then it breathes a fire. It's all safe, but you can actually feel the heat, and it's very cool. So then we were running around with the little one with a wand, and Scooter said, well, I got to go back. I got to take a call for the podcast, and then I got to get an episode released. And, you know, of course, we didn't want to do anything without Scooter. 
So as soon as he left, we bought ice cream at the Floatarine's Fortuitous uh, Ice Cream, Paul. Uh, and they had this, oh, no, 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 we we, we got butterbeer. And is it butterbeer is N-A, no, no alcohol in the butterbeer. But we got some butterbeer, and it was delicious, frozen butterbeer. And, uh, and then we, we was, for the next time, we were saving the... Uh, Nocturne Alley, and then the ride on Gringotts Bank, and then the ride to the other park, and then I think we ate at the restaurant. So we'll talk about that another time. But uh, so we drank the butter beer, and then we made our way back through the park, and it was brutal. Now at this point, it was raining, getting ready to rain, and thunder as it does in Orlando. So we made our way slowly, drinking a butter beer, and uh, the little one, and and and, uh, and we went to see Shrek 4D, which was interesting and funny movie. Mike Myers and uh, Eddie Murphy, and uh, older 3D movie, but still very funny, very good movie. And then we exited the park, and it was raining, but or it was getting ready to rain. And this was one of these great moments for me because I got to walk back to the hotel. Now, the little one and her mother, they took a boat back. But I said, I think I'll walk, and you walk along the canal, and there's all these trees, and it's landscaped, and you pass the, the one hotel, the Hard Rock Hotel, I had meant to go in there, but I just did not did not have the time or the energy. And then Scooter texted me that he had had a hotel. And uh, we went back. Then there's a butterfly garden there by the Hard Rock Hotel that I walked in. There were some butterflies in there. And there's people walking. And you might say, Ray, haven't you walked enough? And then the boats were going by. And oh, I like just sitting. I like you know. I sat on a bench for a little while. I listened to the sounds of other people being happy. Oh, that makes me happy, my friends. Just like like here talking, and knowing some of you are listening and smiling along, and many many more of you are just resting with uh, visions of uh, uh, butterbeer running through your head. Um, with, with me and my 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 handkerchief in my pocket wiping the sweat from my brow and saying things like Harry Potter, Harry Potter. But so then I walked in, and then after the butterfly garden, there was a little bit of a walk, a little bit too much exposed to the sun. Then you go under a bridge. So I said, well, you need to grow some trees here. And then you head back, and it looks like a little harbor where this hotel was, you know, with a little bit of... Uh, a little bit like a harbor, and then the rain and the thunder came, and it started pouring, so that was exciting. But then Scooter had already got into the room, and then he was saying he was going to get on the phone, and then it was time for a nap for everybody. My friends, oh, did we get back? It was, they said, well, well, Scooter, everyone went to the hotel room. I was talking to, to this person that was riding, driving the boat. You know, I said, wow, this boat... Is it, uh, is this all it's cracked up to be or what? And she said, well, it's, it's not bad driving the boat, but it's not great either. And I said, wow, we. And then I went and got myself another ice cream. There was a gelato shop there. 
And I went and got gelato. I said, well, and then I said, well, I asked the boat driver. I said, what did you do? Do you ever have a gelato? Uh, and she said, I prefer pistachio gelato. So I brought her a little surprise gelato. And, you know, Ray made, I made a friend for life, I believe. You put a little pistachio gelato. And I never, I, well, I did have a taste of that. It was, it, it, I, I never, I was like, I never had a taste for p- pistachio gelato. Do you, what, what do you love about it? And then she said, well, I'm, you know, I've got one more boat trip. Why don't you come along? And then we went, you know, I went on the boat with her. And again, I just soaked in all the other people that were going, heading back to the park, heading home from the park, and people were soaking wet. And eventually, you know, I got back. I, I met up with Scooter later, you know, after I meet my, my friend and I, you know, we did uh, And it was a wonderful afternoon. And that was so that was our first dose of Harry Potter and the Universal Parks. And then, uh, you know, the next time, my friends, I'll catch you up on the next part of the little trip I had with little Scooter, little Andy. Oh, but it's so good to be back here with you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for listening to the pod boy. Thank you to all of you who spread the word or try to support him and help him do the show. And thank you, my friends. Oh, my friends, good night. I'll talk to you soon. I want to thank everybody that reviewed the podcast over at Sleep With Me Podcast.com slash iTunes. Nocturnal. Nocturnal. I think that one's just funny, though. Uh, they said, thank you, can't get past the first five minutes, not that I want to fall asleep, it just happens. Thanks, Nocturnal. And then NAB Melbourne, 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 uh, from Australia, works possibly addictive. Uh, smile each time a new episode appears. Really is a calm, safe place to go and put stressful thoughts aside. Uh, thank you. And then this one, that was from Australia, obviously Melbourne. And then from Canada, Chai is something they didn't they don't like my voice or my stuttering. Thanks and good night. Uh Geek the Gamer, unbelievable. Never thought I'd go to sleep so fast. Ten out of ten. Thanks, Geek the Gamer. Uh from the USA. Then another Canada review. Sunny World eighty five. Excellent. Excellent podcast to listen to when you're trying to sleep and having some difficulty lately since not since I discovered this podcast. I've been going to sleep, or since I've been discovered this podcast, I've been going to sleep much more easily. Give it a shot. And here's something random from random person, 22-22-11-11-5. Most boring thing I've ever heard, so it works great, this podcast. Thank you. CAC37 uh, says, great podcast. It works. I'm hooked. to put so much effort in. Don't know the magic of how it works, but somehow I'm asleep before the episode's over. Uh, we got a lot, a lot of stuff interrupted my sleep, and now I can fall asleep in 30 minutes and stay asleep for a solid amount of time. Thank you so much. Uh, Tricon says, Wizards confirm this is magical powers. Only used it a couple nights, but it puts me right to sleep both times. Love the sound of his voice, sense of humor, and stories. Feel like an adult being rolled to bed like a child. Thank you. Yeah, this one's worrying, but it's Ramsey C instead of Ramsey B, you know, Ramsey B probably would be more trouble. This one's from USA, effective, amazing, in the strangest way. Pretty skeptical when someone told me about this, but boy, was I wrong. 
always fall asleep quickly, and I don't know if I've ever heard the beginning of a story. Thanks for putting me to sleep. Uh, then we have Lol Boy, L-O-L-B-O-I-I from Australia. Fall asleep in no time. Love this podcast. Help me with my insomnia the last few months. I'm asleep in five to ten minutes. Thanks. Uh, well, thank you. Simulated reviewer. That's funny. This is a real reviewer, but it's a simulated reviewer. It says, guy's a genius when it comes to putting the mind to sleep. Can't make it through an episode even when I try. Five stars. Thanks, simulator reviewer. Nickname four, or nickname six. Actually, I think it's nickname six, VI. That's six, I think. Five plus one. More than sleep. Here's a good review. Thanks, nickname six. Um, MBZ87, unsure question mark, bit confused, had some, you know, the, this uh, caused me some dreams, and I'm not sure about the podcast. Uh, but MBZ says, kudos to it working for the majority of listeners. So thank you. That's honest review. Uh, this comes in from K Stubbs. Yes, it works. I've been listening since January 2016. I can say it works. Sometimes it's a little too funny, but, uh, I'm dealing with a lot, and this podcast is invaluable to help me get to sleep. Uh, pain, anxiety, or woken up and uh, need more rest. This is the only reliable way I've been able to find to take naps during the day. Give it a try. If one episode doesn't work, try one with a different theme. And, oh, they say one of the kindest people in podcasting. I know. Thank you so much. So thanks, K-Stubbs. Uh, Caitlin K33 says, addictive, be warned. I stumbled on this at two in the morning when I couldn't fall asleep. Now I sleep with it on every night. It helps if you're like me and you need something to drown out your mind racing and shut off your mind. It's much harder to keep thinking with this on. Thanks, Caitlin K. Amazing. That's Cursed R. Cursed R. Cursed R. Uh, is genius. Thank you. Uh, Mitchie 77 from the UK, blessed sleep, found this a bit dubious at first, uh, to, if it would work, but it does. I tried listening to radio and other podcasts, but I usually get absorbed and I stay awake and get cranky, but not this one. Uh, haven't got to the end yet. Thanks, Mitchie. Ashley 0982 from Canada, even if you don't have insomnia, I have no issues falling asleep, but as a mom, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and have, to have trouble falling back to sleep. Not anymore. Love this voice and the way it lulls me back to sleep. Thanks. Uh, digital Earn. A digital Earn. I love, love this podcast. Narration is great. Voice tone. Stories are funny and cute. They love the Amazon lullaby. Perfect to listen to while trying to fall asleep. For them, they have bad ringing in their ears. Can't stand silence. It's great to forget the anxieties and the other thoughts that prevent you from falling asleep. Thanks, Digital Turn, or Digital digital Earn. And finally, from Dime of Air, uh, brilliant. Brilliant podcast truly helped me sleep. Don't know how he has the perfect mix of boring and funny. Enjoy the episodes now. I listen during the day, not just to sleep. Thank you, Scooter. Well, thank you, Dime of Air. And thanks, everybody, for reviewing the show. It's sleepingmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Good night.